Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to another episode of the Maliki Click podcast. I am your host Ali and I hope everybody is doing great. So let's get started. I understand the title of this podcast. It, it seems ominous, right? The dark side of Twitter. And I've been on Twitter for close to a year or just under. When I came to Twitter, okay, first of all, uh, I, I didn't really know how to use it. I wasn't familiar, of, you know, really about how to use uh, Twitter. So I made an account just like everybody else. And I got on and I, I uh, followed some people of interest. And I was reading a bunch of conversations. And, you know, at times I would put my two cents in. Sometimes it was pretty critical, you know. Uh, but one thing that I noticed was, wow, I mean, Twitter is such a nice place because... Like nobody's saying anything back to me, <laughs> and it was, and it was because my my Twitter was set to private, so no, nobody even saw what I was saying in the first place. <laughs> so then a brother of mine was like, uh, he he went through the same thing, and he was like, man, no, nobody's saying anything back to us. This is amazing. I, I don't get it. And then a week later, he's like, you know what? You know why no one says anything? Because we're both on private. So that's pretty much the reason. So I changed my setting uh, that, that very day. And, you know, I, I said something in a crowd. And then I discovered the dark side of Twitter. But before I get into all that, um, I have to say some good things about, you know, uh, you know Facebook and Twitter. This isn't all about Twitter. I don't want anything, anybody to think this is like aimed at Twitter. Uh, exclusively, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever other, there's all kind of apps out there uh, that people use. So what I'm going to do is just talk about my experience on Twitter. Um, you know, I came across great people, um, scholars of Islam and people of knowledge, uh, you know, for example, like Dr. Shadi Al-Masri. I mean, amazing. MashaAllah. You know, I, I instantly latched onto him and followed him, and uh, he's he's a great person. You know, so I really do, oh, I really did benefit from uh, from Dr. Shadi and and a lot of other people. You know, Sheikh Salman Yunus and Hamza Yusuf, and you know, just to mention a couple. Uh, I also came across the Safina Society podcast uh, through Twitter. And I actually listened to every single episode. I mean, it was that good. Those, those brothers, mashallah, they're really good. They're doing a lot of good things out there in New Jersey, mashallah. So, you know, it all depends on how you use Twitter, uh, how you interact with people, how you react to people. Uh, it can be a very good place to be and to learn and to experience. But at the same time, Moderation and everything, right? So then basically every day after that, almost every day, I experience the dark side of Twitter. And I remember my, my first interaction with the dark side of Twitter. And what it basically was about is something new to me. I had never experienced it before. I never even heard of it before. Uh, I clicked on this on this one, this one thread that uh, people were talking about white people, uh, white Muslims of all people uh, being 
being racist or being privileged or they were this and they were that. And it's, it's almost as if they were trying to push white reverts out of Islam. So basically that was, that was the first, for me, like really major bad encounter that I had on Twitter. And, you know, just for me pushing back and doing what everybody else was doing, uh, you know, weighing in, as they say, uh, putting my opinion out there. You know, so easily I was called a racist. I was a white supremacist sympathizer. I'm anti-black or all of this nonsense. All because I was just doing what everybody else does on Twitter, which is to communicate. And then I found myself clicking on Twitter several times a day. You know, just to put my two cents in and, you know, post my own opinions about various things. You know, for the, for the most part, it went well. Uh, but there are always those. Everybody knows those. Uh, there's always going to be those people that choose misery and want to spread misery and want to live misery and, and just want to be uh, miserable in general. Everybody knows a couple, if not a few, if not four, five, ten, hundred. You know, everybody knows who they are. You know, I found an interesting article in BBC Future. It talks about the effects of social media. It says three billion people, around 40% of the world's population, use online social media. And we're spending an average of two hours every day sharing, liking, tweeting, and updating on these platforms, according to some of those reports. So, I mean, the number one, and I'm going to read from this this article, uh, but the number one thing, bam, right out the gate, that social media does is it causes stress. That's number one on the list. Uh, People use social media to vent about everything from customer service to, you know, politics. But the downside of this is that our feeds often resemble an endless stream of stress. We all have seen this. Maybe we have even done it ourselves. Maybe we do it every day, you know. I think that we should have some some type of accountability for ourselves. So in the survey of 1,800 people, women reported being more stressed than men. Twitter was found to be a significant contributor because it increased their awareness of other people's stress. Uh, And I'm still reading. Uh, But Twitter also acted as a coping mechanism. Oh, man. Everybody knows this. Everybody, You're going to automatically know what I'm getting to. And the more women used it, the less stressed they were. I wonder why. The same effect was found for men, whom the researchers said had a more distant relationship with social media. And I just wonder huh, why. I wonder why women felt less stressed. Well, that's, that's really easy to see. Uh, when usually women, on, un, I mean, they totally unload. You've all seen it. They unload on men as trash, dogs, no good, dead beats without skipping a beat. Uh, not to say men don't unload their issues as well. We, we do. But the study states that women do this more than men. Okay, so here's a question for the ladies. Okay, honest. Look at your last 10 tweets on Facebook or Twitter wherever. And tell me if you would talk about your relationships 
with complete strangers on the street? If the answer is no, then why do mostly women rant and rave about their relationships online to complete strangers? Some of those strangers even actually do their best to make a relationship worse and split two married people further apart. Man, I've been going through it. I've been going through it. I've experienced this firsthand with people that call themselves students of knowledge that have actually authored books. Many others just wait on the sidelines and, you know, throw in their nonsense just to get attention from women. Everybody knows who they are. They're the white knights. <laughs> My feelings about white knights on Twitter are no better summed up than by an Arab term. Tuf ala Allah says in the Quran, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And if you have reason to fear that a breach might occur between a married couple, appoint an arbitrator from among his people and an arbitrator from among her people. If they both want to set things aright, then Allah may bring about their reconciliation. Behold, Allah is indeed all-knowing and aware. But you see, you got people doing the opposite. <laughs> you know, you, they, I mean, they see a little bit of static and they see, they see a little bit of, you know, flames with married couples or even brothers or even, you know, sisters. Uh, and, and they just fan the flames, you know. And, and, the, and the worst thing is, is people believe them. <laughs> you know, they, sometimes they even take their side. You know, it's amazing. It's, wow. Guys, listen, listen. As Muslims, that is how we are supposed to handle things, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. But the reality is, people pack their bags, women are kicked out of the house, and marriages are dissolved without going to the proper routes. I mean, within minutes. Within, I mean, boom. All those years of, you know, decades, whatever, uh, the case may be, it's it's just flushed down the drain like waste. Like when you're done with your plate, you put the food in. It's just it's gone. It's you know so easily. Whether it's the man or woman, the f- <laughs> the funny thing is, each claims complete innocence and uses social media as a place to vent to complete strangers, while at the same time exposing sometimes their private marital life issues. I mean, it's it's all bad news. And uh, it's already at epidemic levels in the Muslim communities all over the world. Okay, so back to the BBC Future uh, article. So the second one is mood, right? Mood. Uh, in 2014, researchers in Austria found that participants reported lower moods after using Facebook or Twitter for 20 minutes compared to those who just browse the internet. Uh, the study suggests uh, suggested that people felt that way because they saw it as a waste of time. I mean, with all the negativity and judgment, who can really blame them? Next one on the list, anxiety. Researchers have looked at general anxiety provoked by social media, uh, char- characterized by feelings of restlessness and worry and trouble sleeping and concentrating. Uh, I mean, it's no wonder that all of us feel, I mean, really down from seeing pictures of dead Palestinians or Rohingyans or, you know, 
uh, the, the many places of suffering from Muslims all over the world. Uh, we're basically in sensory overload with no escape other than to just simply get off social media. You know, uh, this one ties, kind of ties into anxiety. Next one on the list, depression. While some studies have found a link between depression and social media use, there is emerging research into how social media can actually be a force for good. Two studies involving more than 700 students found that depressive symptoms such as low mood and feelings of worthlessness and hopelessness were linked to the quality of online interactions. Researchers found higher levels of depressive symptoms among those who reported having more negative interactions. That's basically what you have all over social media. If you, if you want to argue, it's there. It's just waiting for you. It's thousands of people ready for you. You know, whether it's, um, I don't know, like the Wahhabi versus Ashari arguments or, you know, the, the ever-present uh, and eternal men versus women arguments. It's all bad and it can lead to depression uh, and who wants this in their lives, really? Next one on the list is sleep. Humans used to spend their evenings in darkness, but now we're surrounded by artificial lighting all day and night. Research has found that this can inhibit the body's production of the hormone melatonin, which facilitates sleep. And blue light, which is emitted by smartphones and laptop screens, uh, is said to be the worst culprit. In other words, if you lie on the pillow at night checking Facebook and Twitter, you're headed for a restless slumber. Next one up is addiction. Despite the argument from a few researchers that uh, tweeting may, uh, may be harder to resist than cigarettes and alcohol, social media addiction isn't included in the latest diagnostic manual for mental health di disorders. That said, Social media is changing faster than scientists can keep up with. Uh, so various groups are trying to study compulsive behaviors related to its use. For example, scientists from the Netherlands have invented their own scale to identify possible addiction. I mean, come on, are we, are we there already? We have to like have a scale to see if we're addicted. I, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> the next one is self-esteem. Women's magazines and their use of underweight and photoshopped models have been long maligned for steering uh, self-esteem issues among young women. But now social media, with its filters and lighting and clever angles, is taking over a primary concern among uh, some campaigning groups and charities. I mean, just take a look around. Some of these women are making videos staring at themselves like a loop video I don't know what it is but it's, I, I see some of their 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 their, uh, their threads have them staring into a mirror it's like a 10 second loop and they're just staring and, and, and back and forth and back and forth and people are making videos of themselves just staring into a screen and just begging for validation or attention or I, I don't know what it is okay so well-being in a study from 2013, researchers texted 79 participants five times a day for 14 days, asking them how they felt and how much they'd used Facebook since the last text. The more time people spent on the site, 
the worse they felt later on, and the more their life satisfaction declined over time. Big surprise, right? Oh, relationships. If you've ever been talking to a friend who has pulled their phone out to scroll through Instagram, you might have wondered what social media is doing to relationships. Even the mere presence of a phone can interfere with our interactions, particularly when uh, we're talking about something meaningful. According to one small study, uh, researchers writing in the journal Social and Personal Relationships tasked 34 pairs of strangers with having a 10-minute conversation about an interesting event that happened to them recently. Each pair sat in private booths and half had a mobile phone uh, on the top of their table. So those with a phone in eyeshot were less positive when recalling their interaction afterwards, had less meaningful conversations, and reported feeling less close to their partner than the others who had a notebook on top of their table instead of a phone. Envy. In a study involving 600 adults, roughly a third said social media made them feel negative emotions, mainly frustration, and envy was the main cause. This was triggered by comparing their lives to others. And that's a big one with some people, right? And the biggest culprit was other people's travel photos. Feeling envious caused an envy spiral where people react to envy by adding to their own profiles more of the same sort of content that made them feel jealous in the first place. Come on. And then comes loneliness. A study published in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine last year surveyed 7,000 19 to 32 year olds and found that those who spend the most time on social media were twice as likely to report experiencing social isolation, which could include a lack of a sense of social belonging, engagement with others, and fulfilling relationships. So, okay, so what's, what's the conclusion? I mean, it seems social media is bad news. Whether you're making videos staring at yourselves in the mirror to decrease your value as a woman or haunting women's DMs in a weird, thirsty way that screams out stalker. To me, I mean, personally, it seems social media is a way to attempt to uh, validate one's importance and existence, you know, Uh, when in real life, the opposite happens. I don't know. Uh, Everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. Like the article said, you know, 40% of the planet is living their lives on social media, inventing themselves to be whatever they can imagine. And when that plan goes south, right? They delete their accounts and they resurface as someone else. That's weird, 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 weird. If you have too much time. Okay. If you have too much time, everybody knows who they are. Everybody knows what what kind of extra time they have in the day, right? Then there's all kinds of Islamic apps to help you stay busy. Oh, they're there. Trust me. There are hundreds of Quran apps. Instead of clicking on Twitter or Facebook, you could click on your Quran app and finish the Quran several times a year, mashallah. You know? Uh, do you need something more? I mean, do you, do you still have, like, extra time? Do the of Allah and set an amount of times throughout the day. Having, uh, I mean, personally, me having joined a gym recently, I, I feel like a new person just by exercising, I mean, period, just by exercising. 
when you apply these things, you realize, like, wow, what, what the hell was I doing on social media in the first place? Brothers and sisters, when is the last time you finished the Quran? When is the last time you went out and talked to real friends? When's the last time you went out to the gym? You know, when's the last time you went out to the mountains? When did you last go hiking or, or whatever, you know? So, brothers, sisters, that's my time. Until the next time, remember, life is happening all around you right now. Get busy living it in the right way. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening.